trying to find out about Alana. <laughs> yes. And Janelle. So, hey guys, what's up? Welcome to You Can't Make This Shit Up. <laughs> we are sitting here in Janelle's bed right now. She's our other co host, and we're just going to see how this shit goes. So, um, tonight we are drinking awkward. our favorite Pinot Grigio. I'm always awkward. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> I'm an awkward person, but we're going to make this work. <laughs> All right, let's make it work. But yeah. So what's that? Tell me about your day today. Me? Mm-hmm. Tell me about your day. What the fuck are you talking about? My I, day. I Just know. entrepreneurial <laughs> um, uh, shenanigans. That That's my day. Yeah. So my day, y'all, which I'm sure y'all have all heard of this before, um, I had to argue with my apartment complex. So as you know, businesses... <laughs> They love taking your money, but when it comes to them giving you refunds or fixing some shit that's broken, they take their time. So we can just, you know, break this down really quickly. Last week, I had a fucking awful stomach virus. Had the shit. Turns out it's food poisoning. Um, Freezer stopped working. Turns out refrigerator wasn't at the correct temperature. So me and my roommate have been shitting our brains out (laughs) the last several days. Um, Quick diet right there. (laughs) But um, I had to literally argue with my apartment um, to make sure that I got what I needed. And, you know, I'm a deep thinker. So is Janelle. This is why we're starting this podcast and doing it because we feel like there's a lot of people out here like us. And pretty much my whole thing was I went to the manager with respect. And of course, I was like, you know, whenever you came to me, um, when I paid my apartment rent late, and you wrote up all the paperwork to charge me late fees, possibly evict me. Uh, We keep it 100 on this podcast. So I'll just touch straight to the fucking Mm -hmm. chase (laughs) about Mm -hmm. all of that. Um, I did not get upset because one thing that, you know, we both live by is your word is your bond. And if you're in the wrong, you can't argue. So a lot of people, if they were late in their apartment, they would be like, oh, fuck this shit, all this stuff. If they're being charged late fees, even though it sucks, it's my fault that I paid it late. And I um, and I ate that and I paid the fees. But I told her, the manager, the same way that you're coming to me to pay what I owe you and all of that stuff. When we had that incident several months ago, I need you to have that same energy when it comes to fixing my stuff. So I respected you as a manager and your role when you came at me because I didn't hold up my end of the bargain, my end of the contract. I handed you the money with a smile, followed the steps when you shut down my electronic portal, had to go get a money order, all all of this extra shit. And I need you to do this. And the crazy part about it is the fact that I talked to her like this and I was talking to my boyfriend about it earlier. I saw her gears turn and she literally looked like she was about to cry, Janelle. She looked like she was about to cry. She said she was so sorry. And then she's actually going to give me money off my rent next month. And I think the reason why is I didn't come at her cursing her out. I came at her like... That's part of it. So... Not to interrupt you. No, but, go ahead. Um, 
she still has something left inside of her that she wants to like she sees a human being when she interacts with them Mm -hmm. so she wants to help you she's still passionate about human beings in general yada 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 uh she feels empathy towards you and your situation. She can still make a connection with another human being. Right. Which over time, people, as we've talked about before, like it turns into like where that is not the case. Like you just get burnt out. Yeah. Um, and you just don't give a fuck. But I think part of the reason too, I, I agree with what you're saying is because of how I talk to her. So I let her know because most people would have been coming at her crazy when she was just doing her job to collect the rent. And I didn't come at her crazy. I was like, you know, my rent is late. What are the steps yeah. that I need to take? This, this The rent late happened a few months ago, but I respected her role. But you can't, that's not the only part of your role. The only part of your role isn't a rent collector. As a property manager, the other part of your role is to also make sure that your tenants are safe. She's the property manager. So she, I went and talked to her today and I was like, when you were, when I was late on my rent three, four months ago and you made me jump through all these hoops and everything, I completely respected. Yeah, I completely respected your role. I respected your role. I didn't curse you out the way some people probably do because I know that I that's my fault that my rent's late, not your fault. You were just doing your job. Right. It's like when you get your car towed. If yeah. you park in a wrong handicapped spot, you get your car towed, they're cursing out the the people. You right. you were in the wrong. I was in the wrong. But I said in this scenario, just like how you expeditiously wrote all that paperwork up for me being late, I need you to do the same thing when it comes to my work orders and a refrigerator being fixed. The people that have patience and they recognize that kind of shit. Mm -hmm. Um, And we know that the person that is in front of our faces is not the person to blame Mm -hmm. or so overwhelmed all the time. Mm -hmm. Like how, how are we supposed to go to our own jobs even and also have empathy towards the person that's coming at us that doesn't have that knowledge of um, it's not my fault. And also we're the people that like when people do come at us, we're like, oh, they're having a bad day. Right. I understand. I can think open-mindedly about all the possible <coughs> the possibilities of like what could have gone wrong in their day today that would have brought us to that point to act that way I wouldn't but never say never but right. I try I try to practice not doing that right um but then when we're taking the brunt of it we're also thinking about like well surely it's something that's right that has happened to them because we're all fucked we're all like, like all of us but I think no she's so used to people coming at her crazy and I told her that I was like when you were doing your job and telling me you know, a few months ago, you paid your rent late. You need to pay this. I d- I had no ill will towards you because you were doing your job. Yeah, but but what, the, the what? only part of you, I said, your job isn't just to collect rent money. Your job is also to make sure that tenants, refrigerators, freezers work, all this type of stuff. So you were very good at your paperwork for collecting the money, but you're not doing good at telling your staff to go fix my stuff. And I saw her gears like literally turning the way that I like spun it towards her. Like you're doing 
50% of your job. Like I literally saw like, just like when I used to teach school and I would see like it click. It's rare when you see it literally click, but it clicked like it clicked the fuck out of her. Like she literally like she you could I could tell that she was like, wow, I've never thought about it like that. I'm so used to people coming at me when I'm just doing my job. But I said, but but you're not doing your job. You know know what's fucking hilarious about that? What's up? Is the reason that you are capable of explaining that to her and making her thoughts click together, puzzle pieces, uh, dots connected, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, It's because you didn't just take a managerial position at a company that doesn't give a fuck about you or the people that it's even, that is the consumer Mm -hmm. um, you chose not to, which is why we're doing this podcast, by the way, Mm -hmm. um, because we need to be in control of our own lives and our own destiny. Right. And sometimes it's hard and rough. And then you have to expense a whole entire, a lot of your day having this conversation with this person, Mm -hmm. but then you can go over to your best friend's house and sit on the bed, drink <laughs> some wine, yeah. smoke some weed, yeah, and talk about real life. Everybody's comfortable. The energy is good. Candles lit. Um, just sparkly lights everywhere. The vibe is right, y'all. The Bo- vibe is right, and you can talk about this shit, and like, hopefully, it'll make us some money. But right. it doesn't. Right. Then we gonna be all right. And like, we already have these type of conversations, but it's just like. So, like the whole reason why we're like breaking this conversation down is like <clears throat> whenever like the, I think the reason why like I'm able to connect to people a lot. Um, you know, Janelle was a former nurse. I was I a, am former, a nurse. I'm she a nurse. is a nurse, but she's. <laughs> but you know, when I say a former nurse, we are both still Practicing. we are both still licensed nurse and teacher. Yeah. We are just no longer practicing. Um, we yes. are both still licensed. That part. Um, but the the reason why we were we are so good at what we did was because we were able to see the bigger picture, talk to people, de-escalate, and then also make people see that it's not just like if you're gonna do something, you have to do all aspects of it. You can't just do one thing. Like as far as like even training, talk about like work training, how when you would train people as a nurse what you always tell me about how you would tell them the real shit. Yeah. So I was, it's funny because I was, I zoned out, was not listening to you anymore. And I was in my own thoughts mm-hmm. and I was thinking like humble, humble ability. Uh, is that the word? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, just people, real people. So real recognize real. Let's yeah. talk about that. Um, and also some people <laughs> who it's not their first rodeo. Yeah. Um are more intuitive to who is real people and the energy is good. And like even if you have like a crazy quote quote crazy personality, right? Um off the wall, like whatever, and you actually feel that way about yourself, like you can learn to control that shit for one. Um I think the more times you've been on earth, maybe I'm rambling right now a little bit, but I think I'm staying on track. For the most no, I think it's fine. Uh, for the most part, right? yeah. Okay. So um where was I going with that? We were just talking this, about like training with like nursing oh, and yeah. everything. So, hum- being humble. Yeah, real recognize real. So every, every the system is all set up 
all the systems. Everything is a system and they're all intertwined with each other. Every single thing. Right. I don't know if you have a mathematical or a scientific mind. Maybe you don't. That's fine too. Really? We all have different blessings. Right. And we shall be grateful for them and listen and learn from other people. And it is what it is. But um, all the systems are corporate systems, especially created in a way that you're climbing a ladder and the more steps you take on the ladder, every single step you give less fucks is the thing. Less, less fucks, less fucks. Yeah. And then you are more stressed mm-hmm. and you make a little bit more money. Right. But you walk away at the end of the day, exhausted, expensed. You gave your all. You're overwhelmed, underpaid. It's not even, it's not just, just, uh, if you work at McDonald's or just if you're a floor nurse or just if you're a, a nurse manager or just if you're a nurse practitioner or just because nurse practitioner, right. you have more debt now to pay. Now you're 30. You need to have kids. Like, you know, everyone's telling you your eggs are going to be fried. Like right. men don't, men might want more kids and they're like, Oh, well, like, are you going to be the one that's going to like right. be the healthiest to bear my child? And then also we'll get divorced eventually. Like, I mean, uh, yeah, life. Just like all of the above is just a lot. It's just too much. And it never ends. No, it it never ends. It, it ends when it ends. And that's what we're all afraid of, which is like, why though? Yeah. And that's okay to say, like, am I going to kill myself tomorrow? Yeah. Um, am I seeing now as a 32 almost in how many days? my birthday October uh, 24th so yeah at this month I'm gonna be 33 that's crazy oh but a double of my favorite number yeah Wild. and that's great my favorite number yeah and that's awesome wow. yeah and that yeah and that's the thing like wow like my childhood favorite number sports everything yeah huh yeah I, that just 33. Like, and this is another thing, like numerology, y'all. It's a real thing. Oh, we will, So if you're ever seeing numbers, <clears throat> which both of us are ADD, so get used to that in this podcast. Yeah. But you like it or you don't. Yeah. I mean, but it, it keeps you on board. It keeps you on your feet. But numerology is like a real thing. Like the other day I was looking up, um, uh, on a website because one of my coworkers told me to look up um, numerology for the apartment number I was living in. And I don't know if I sent you that, um, but you should look yours up. Like, and it tells you, and it was exactly wow. where I was in my life with the part, the actual apartment number was the numerology of what was happening in my life currently. And okay. I was like, wow. And Alana, did I, I told you, I'm sure I told you once or twice, but I was keeping track of every single hotel room number. So recently, this wow. year, when I was um, living in hotels for a period of time mm-hmm. on and off, y'all don't know, she knows already, but I was keeping track of <laughs> the numbers of my room, like saving the keys. Uh-huh. If they had the room number on them or like writing on little bits and pieces of scrap paper, like a number and like putting right. it in a box and along my travels and 
uh, trials and tribulations. I lost a lot of them, but they all did mean something to me. So every time I got in my room, oh, that's really like, cool. Me and my Rottweiler stylist, we would like carry our shit into the room. I'd walk up on a leash. We'd get in the room, and I would look down at the number once I got in the room, and the door was closed and like the lock was shut, and see oh, what wow. I thought about the number. That and they all meant something to me. That's awesome. They all meant something to me. That's crazy. And now today, or like later on, a month later, two months later, if I would like find a piece of paper and I was still like under turmoil and like trials and tribulations, like, you know, I might throw it, throw it away and be like, fuck this piece of paper, like bigger fish to fry. But right. Um, and also the energy of that thing at the time felt um, negative. And that's why I would throw it away. Oh, that's interesting. So what do you mean by that? Like go a little bit further. In like say I felt uncomfortable in one of the hotels I was at. I took a whole day expensing my energy and time, like trying to figure out like with a little bit of expenses that I have while I'm waiting for other expenses of investments that I have made to come to me. Okay. Um, and So I'm like trying to stay safe. Okay. I'm out on this journey alone. Me and my Roddy, I'm trying to take care of him. Mm -hmm. When the piece of paper that I wrote the number down that I thought was like a good room at the time, yeah, like I felt like it was going to be a new start or like, okay, you left this place. Now you're going to this place. This is a good oh. number for you. When that would pop up in the future, like however many, three weeks later or something. Right. I found it in like my baggage and my stuff, like physical right. things in my car. Um it would give me an energy and because actually that place didn't turn out to be like the right place that I was supposed to be at. Oh, wow. And like, so it was already like kind of giving you a sign in a way. Yeah. So like at the time, because I'm a, we are both um, for the most part, very, very positive people. Yeah. Our outlook on life is very positive. Yeah. Um, I know you agree. And yeah. And it's funny how sometimes that it doesn't harm you. It's just like when you look back, when you pick up a piece of paper that has like a room for a hotel on it that you were living in that you thought was like going to be your, you like even quoted, like I would text my mom and be like, no, this place, this now I finally feel at like home. I, yeah, at home. And this is an extended stay hotel or some shit. Um, I would text my mom and be like, I finally feel peace, but like, more trials and tribulations come, and then very quickly, in two weeks, you could be in a whole new place and be picking up a piece of paper and realizing that you thought this number of this hotel room was, like, your thing meant for you. And, like, this, but it was where you needed to be at the time mm -hmm. to learn the things that you did not know. So now it gives you the ick when you look at the piece of paper and you throw it away. But that's also okay. Yeah. And that's, that's yeah. also okay. And it's okay to like, that's the thing with life though. A lot of times um, part of learning in life and like we're both into like lifelong learning and like growth mindset versus fixed mindset and not to like nerd out. But, you know, a growth mindset is pretty much when you're always willing to learn 
no matter if you're in charge or not in charge, you're always willing to soak up information, do research before formulating opinions. And that's a whole, a huge reason why we started. um, That's a huge reason why we started this podcast. And so just with like learning and everything, some lessons don't need to be learned immediately. Sometimes just the huge thing is reflection. If you reflect every day, you'll always be learning. So sometimes I'm reflecting and I'll think about something back from 2012 that happened and I learned something. It doesn't always have to be current stuff um, because I feel like it's like, I feel like learning is reflection if you're constantly reflecting. It's not a problem. Not to interrupt you again. No, go ahead. I don't care. I just want to say it's not a problem. That's the good stuff. Yeah. That we believe. Mm -hmm. And... We could be, what's the word? Uh, yeah, like that. And this is a joint, so you got to like hit it. Um, gotcha. Just twice more. Yeah. Mm, what's the word I'm looking for, though? You, uh, wh- what do you mean? As far as like learning and reflection? No, or- we could be, we could be like, uh, saying this only because we could be wrong because we only have our own perspectives but our perspectives are very reflective broad, and broad, learning well broad, as far as like I well think. that's what i mean yeah so that's when you were walking silas out just a second ago silas is her dog by the way y'all Alrighty. her cute roddy her cute rockweiler um he's really sweet but um, I was talking about growth mindset versus fixed mindset and a growth mindset is always processing information and taking information from other people. So it's like, you're always yes. learning. You're not just stuck in your oh, ways. So, so that's like, always what be a know it some. Yeah. Never, know it some, not a know it all. Never be a know it all. Yes. Never be a know it all. And always be a jack of all trades. Because, you know, let's let's talk about that. Yeah. So so to go into that, you know, they always say um, a jack of all trades is a master of none. But the whole phrase is a jack of all trades is a master of none, but oftentimes better than a master of one. So if you Google right now, you don't fucking believe me, Google it and (laughs) type in jack of all trades, real phrase. And then that whole phrase will pop up. So like the way that they tried to make a CS society, they wanted us to just think that if you were good at multiple things or you had your hands in multiple pots, that was a bad thing. But the phrase was actually saying that you knowing multiple things, you learning multiple things, even if you only know like... I wouldn't say, I would say that I'm a novice at Spanish. Like I know vocabulary, but if you drop me off in a Spanish country, I would be able to get my check, get a tab, get, you know, get directions get to a hotel, hospital. I know vocabulary. So I can't say that I'm fluent in Spanish. Okay. That's a- also a little bit dangerous. Like as a, like equivalent to me just going around being like, I'm a nurse, I'm a nurse, I'm a nurse. What? Like just... You can't sell yourself like that. But I'm saying, though, no, no, everything. But I'm saying, <laughs> but I'm saying, though, like, 
that that that's the that's an example of a jack of all trades. I'm not fluent. I'm not a master, but you know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, but you know. but I know enough. So knowing just enough in multiple things actually makes you more intelligent. I personally think a lot of times than being necessarily super hyper focused on one thing because when you're hyper focused on one thing, it doesn't allow you to be able to understand what other people are saying. So. For example, I got my nails done today and the nail um, technician who's really cool as hell, this was my second time going to her. She's the only person that's gotten my real nails to actually grow. And then the next time that I go to get my nails done, I don't have to get a fake tip on the top, which is insane. And I've only gone to her twice. And so she actually went to school for biology and organic chemistry. And she was saying nails are scientific, which a lot of people just mm-hmm. see nail technicians as just, yeah. they're just doing my nails. Yeah. But she was like, the chemical compounds that you're doing to break the stuff down, the color mixing, the yes. designs, like not even the painting, like she was even just saying just the chemicals science, that you're just like adding the layering on the nails before you even add the coat of paint. Yep. The coat of paint is the least scientific thing. The designs is the least scientific yep. thing. They're doing science, y'all. And I was like, and she was like, I'm sure you realize that as a bartender because, you know, yep. your bar that you work at, they're, y'all are actually making the syrups from scratch. So if someone out orders a strawberry margarita, I'm literally muddling the strawberries or we boiled strawberries for two hours on a stove um, a few days ahead of time. So it's just like, but but being a jack of all trades, let your mind be able to realize that things that you think are just simple. Oh, my nail lady's just putting a coat of paint on my nails. Yeah, you could never fucking do. Look. Actually, you know what? Like, let's just say, like, blue collar, y'all. Yeah, blue collar are the smart people. And society has made blue collar seem, like, not smart. Well, yeah, let's not get into, or should we, let's Let's not even get into essential workers. Yeah. Essential workers. And how much has the word essential changed? Yeah. Um, In your mind. Think about five years ago, ten years ago, when you heard the word essential what did the that word mean to you and then now in 2023 mm-hmm. what does the word essential mean to you right and why and how did that change because i know it did mm-hmm. i know it changed and think about the years we're not going to say it 2020 to to the you know 2019 changed. to 2020 yep. or whatever years and that then, was yeah if that stresses you out and you can't handle then you uh, doing your research, mm-hmm. learning, growing, diving, deep diving mm-hmm. into things and doing it well and managing the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Then probably you're not gonna like our podcast from here on out, to be honest. Yeah. So you can uh, go ahead and log out. Yeah. Where were we before that? Um we were what well, we were just talking about how like everything like to everything, even things as simple as like getting your nails done, there is a science to that. And just with the jack of all trades, don't feel bad that you, when someone's like, but what are you really passionate about? Because sometimes, okay, sometimes when people like, especially like in dating, 
I've been in the, I was in the dating world for a long time. Wait, do you feel like we're preaching right now? No. I don't know. Are we? Maybe we're, okay. I don't know. Yeah. But I mean, it's okay. But I was in the dating world because I'm about to say, I was in the dating world for a long fucking time. And it's all, I'm finally out. Woohoo, hey man, we fucking made it. But a lot of people ask me, and I don't feel like I'm preaching because I'm about to say something that I was self-conscious about for a long okay. time. And now I'm no longer self-conscious about. A lot of people would be like, what are you passionate about? And for me, I'm passionate about a lot of things. Yes, like, yes. so <laughs> like, it made me feel like really awkward that I couldn't just be like, I'm passionate about, you know, I'm trying to say this one show or I'm passionate about celebrity, you know, whatever, or I'm passionate about because I'm like, I love to learn and I love like, you know, learning about so much things and not to like bring up my nail lady again today. But we went on a whole conversation. Also, I might have her on this podcast (laughs) with us about dogs. Janelle will really like her. She has a Doberman. Um, she's very into, you know, uh, women like being like in charge of their dog training, you know, mm-hmm. everything Rockweilers and how the human needs to be trained, not the animal. And so she taught me all this stuff about like how when um, mm-hmm. people own dogs, they're like, oh, the dog needs to be trained. No, you as the human are the person that needs to be trained for the dog, for the dog to trust you. And she broke it down on a whole nother level. And she's like, no, we don't need to train dogs. We need to train humans. Um, And I was just like, wow. Stop. Stop with the trust thing. Yeah. I just, I have data all the time. All like, I guess it can be called deja vu because it's as of recent and it's only like one reference it's not the feeling of deja vu. Right. Like, I'll talk to you and then whoever I had my covenant that I surrounded myself <laughs> with, um, whoever I'm engaging with as of very, very recent, like the same day or the last night, it we the same conversation and the same terminology will come up. Right. But me and you didn't talk about this. Yeah. We're just now talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, uh, on another episode we'll be talking about covenants. And yeah, shit. we'll talk about covenants <laughs> and families, you know, and building your own family and yeah, everything, all, all kinds of shit. But that was really interesting because you know she was super passionate about dogs and animals having a voice, and she was just saying, you trust. know, a lot of trust. you know dogs, it's trust, and also like she said, when you're training your dog, you're not training your dog, you're training yourself. Um, as a human to, you know what I'm trying to say? And I was just like, the way she said it, you know, was way better than what I'm saying it. But she was like, you know, she had worked with a couple of trainers before and they don't call it dog training. They call it human training when you sign up to take care of, you know, the dog, which I thought was funny because it, which it also makes sense because it's like, you're the one that's deciding to bring the animal into your house. They're not deciding to come into your house necessarily the majority of the time. So you're actually the person that needs to make the changes and train yourself. Mm, interesting. Say it again for me. At, like she was just saying, like, you're the person that's deciding to get the dog, get the animal, bring the animal into your house. So the human needs to be trained. Um, that's what her 
previous trainers that she's worked with have told her they call it human training. Even when you Google the name, it'll be like so-and-so's dog training. When you show up, they don't call it dog training. They call it human training because they're like, you... Yeah, you're not like controlling it tomato. But I just no, not really, because you automatically already approach the situation like that. She okay. automatically approaches the situation like that, but for All right, so I'm other high people as fuck right now. So, um, oh sorry. So, just play you now, friend. This yeah. is the level that I'm at. Um, uh. Uh, the way I'm thinking of everything you're saying is like how aren't we all like just every living thing is training other living things all right. the time. Which is why a they plant, call it that. A plant. A plant is training you to yeah. water it. Right. But it's also like survival of the fittest, which right. we will get into and say a lot also. Right. On this podcast. <laughs> um, but everything around you is training everything around you. Right. And but you I are agree. training everything around you as well. Both of them are like that. But I think the reason why they're framing that's it energy. like that. That's energy. Though. Well, because it's, well, that's what a growth mindset is. It's you're learning from each other. But I think the reason why they're phrasing it like that for like the majority of just, you know, regular minded people or people that are, are going into it is like, if you're a new dog owner and you're not really thinking about it, you're going to be going and telling people, I'm training my dog. But at the same, but it, it, honestly, you're both training each other, your dog and the person. So I think the reason why certain trainers are labeling it as like human training is the fact that it's like, you're not just going to be your dog's boss. Yeah. It's going to be a symbiotic relationship. Yeah, but also let's not get into labels. Yeah. I hate labels. But I, I hate, know you hate, do. Hate, 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 hate labels. Yeah, I know you do. But I do think that for some, this is what I see it as. I think that it's wonderful because me or you don't need to be have that type of labeling because we already know that it's a trusting relationship between the animal and the person. But a lot of people, oh, when like they get symb- an animal, symbiosis. they think that they're symbiotic. Yeah, symbiosis. Yeah. They think that they're completely in charge of the animal. So that's why now trainers and different people in the dog oh. world are starting to say, no, we're training you as a human. You're not going to come in here and tell me that we're training your dog. You decided to go out and get this dog, you know what I mean, purchase it, whatever, get it from the shelter. It's not going to be a dictatorial dictatorship role. Hey, y'all, I'm back. Yeah, that's what it is. I was like, no, Janelle, you get what I'm saying. And she broke it down on another fucking level. Like, and she was just like, she knew that already, but some people go in there like, let me train my dog. And the trainer's like, no, we're not going to train your dog, sweetheart. We're going to train you. Like one person that I know really well, (laughs) um, she needs human training. Look, hey, we're here. (laughs) That's how you know you (laughs) fucked up. That's how you know you. (laughs) (laughs) But That's yeah, actually, like tell them, actually tell them about themselves. Like that's why they phrase it that way. Do you see what yeah, I'm saying for people? And yeah. I think that that's 
really a good way to approach it. Like, yes. no, y'all are in this together as dog yes. and human. You're not coming to me for me to tell you how to train your dog. Yeah. You're coming to me. And then be like, oh, to- and then be like, oh, that trainer didn't even do anything and he still acts the same right no we're training you we're training you on how to handle your dog you are the problem yeah you're the person that can talk you know speak words do whatever yeah and when she broke that down to me i was like oh my god girl i'm coming to you forever the crazy thing is that the people that should i even say this the people that would hire those people that Phrase their company that way or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, would it would just go above their heads, so they wouldn't even understand. Well, that's why you say that's why they say we're training you when you get there. Oh, so that's why you were offended oh. because you don't need to be told that, right? She does. The girl no, that was, I'm appalled. The the girl that was telling me this, my my nail tech who was telling me that nails were science and stuff. She doesn't need to be told that. But other people, <laughs> they need to be when they show up and they're like, you're going to help me train this dog. The person is like, no, they don't put that on the website or nothing. They're like, once you get there, they're like, no, we're going to train uh, also, you. Also, real quick, did we tell them yet that you, want Alana, are black? Oh, I yeah. am white. Did we ever mention that? No. And I okay. don't know if that matters. But No, but I feel like it is interesting. Yeah. Like to our, but I feel like so with me and you though. So this is another thing too because it's not a thing because so I don't it. think it's like a thing because so I feel like once you reach a certain level of real race doesn't matter. Do you get what I'm trying to oh, say? So they won't be listening anymore, anyways. Yeah, the people but, that yeah whatever even need yeah. To know that. But I feel like once you reach a certain amount of real like a certain level of real, your race doesn't matter. Cause anyone that I've met is so first of all, I'm from South Carolina. So South Carolina, people try to say is racist, whatever, whatever. Actually in South Carolina, I faced way less racism than in my current state. So it's like, because people were just more real there. They were cut to throat. Southern people, I feel like, even if people are like, oh, something, something, we say what we mean. We mean what we say. And, um, you know, you just, South Carolina also has, I guess, a lot of blue collar workers. So people are more working, mm-hmm. you know what I'm trying to say, all together and different things like that. But I do feel like, when you reach a certain level of just conversation, no matter how each other grew up, uh, rich, poor, black, white, it doesn't matter. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, I I just feel okay. like, yeah, I feel like, and I know some people are going to be like, what? Like, I'm sure you face racism. I'm sure you do whatever, whatever. And it's like, occasionally I do. But when I keep being myself, the proof is in the pudding. Most mm-hmm. people... <laughs> end up taking back their racist thoughts. I can see, you know, the gears turning or changing or whatever. And, you know, uh, people, I, my main goal is just to make, to make people realize at the end of the day, humans are humans because it's like yes, people try to like focus on race so much. And I always use my grandma as a, an example, like 
my mom went to segregated schools until the second grade, grew up in a very poor community. You know, my grandma went through doors that were labeled colored um, in department store that she worked at, even though she was the highest saleswoman there. And she never talked about race. Like she, of course, said sometimes it was hard to be a black woman and everything, but that just meant even more to prove yourself and work even harder so that no one has anything to say. And so that's at the end of the day when people don't like me, I know that you're just being an asshole because I'm giving people no reason to not like me. And I mean, most people do like me. Like, (laughs) uh, (laughs) no, they do. I am high, but like, I know I do get on people's nerves sometimes, but most people do end up coming around and liking me. And it's because, go back down, go back down the line. (laughs) But it's because I just like, no matter with race or class or woman or men. Yeah, I am. I'm sorry. Race, class, woman, men, whatever. Um, I just, I feel like if you just keep the conversations real, you show people that you're actually interested in what they're saying, that eliminates, and you learn, that eliminates the racial aspect. Yes. We can cut this out if you want. But, you know, I'm just trying to. I'm good. I just get like passionate I, about that because yeah. with yeah, like so me and my friends, with so. <laughs> <Sorry>. me, <laughs> but I don't think they'll be able to tell them much louder. Yeah, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they might. But what I'm saying is, you're affecting me right now. Oh, how sorry. loud you are? <laughs> sorry, uh, I'm no, disturbing. No, but, no. no. I can turn the volume down and edit the loudness <laughs> of my passion. I think we should leave it all in and leave this whole entire but, interaction. But, um, yeah, you know, I'm black. I was, um, she's white. Um, yeah. And I just, yeah. But I, mean, I just think if you're real, I just think that, you know, you definitely have differences, but it's people, you're focused on the wrong things. That's the moral of the story. Yeah. In a nutshell. <laughs> You're focused on the wrong shit, y'all. In a nutshell, should we cut it there? If you want, I'd say okay. And that's it. Bye, bye, bye. No. But to wrap it up, no. we still had to do a wrap up. No. But to wrap, wrap it up. up, just with this episode of who's phony or who's fake, <laughs> um, through it all. You know, if you are a real person and you're able to use critical analyzation skills, which just simply means that you listen to everybody's opinions, even if you disagree. So before you ever argue with someone, you need to be able to, if someone asks you to pretend to be them one day and argue their point, you need to be able to argue both sides before you formulate an opinion. So anything I disagree with, I could literally conceal myself and Janelle could too, to be part of a side that we completely don't believe in and convince people to do that. So it's like, don't just get caught up in yourself. And that is being not phony. Being a real person is being able to um, hear all sides, even if you don't Mm -hmm. agree. Yeah, preach, teach. Yeah. (laughs) Bye, y'all.